You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. The Trek Files, Season 11, Episode 4. Letter from the Nemoyan Fellowship, June 12, 1968. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, all you Star Trek fans, you Star Trek. Hey, you know, I love the tech heads as much as anybody. I am one. I am a canonista. And of course I say that lovingly. Yes, all you Star Trek history buffs, you're going to love this week's episode, if, as if you don't love them all. This week we're going back to the original series days, but looking at a slice of the Star Trek world. Well, we talk about it when we can, but I love this week's document, and you're going to stick around for this week's first-time guest on the show, too. So, you know what to do, and if you don't, we're right there on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. That's where we publish our documents every week. We're the only podcast with homework, (laughs) but you want to check it out. Now, here's an audio sample, but stick around, and I'll be right back with this week's guest. I'm terribly sorry about all this. I didn't want to commit any crime or get anybody mad at me or anything. I was trying to do something for the fans. You probably don't know much about fan clubs, Mr. Mazelish, and you probably think we're all a little demented. But believe me, it's great fun. We had a great TV show and very fine people to support. And even though it is fun, it takes a lot of work because members expect, if not demand, an awful lot of service. You never make money. As a matter of fact, it turns out your whole allowance goes into the materials you need. Do you think that I'd intentionally do something I know is wrong? No, 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 and I'm sorry. I wait. The letter, the date on this is 1968. That I, I could see the the pure of heart <laughs> coming to fandom today. Having those kind of sentiments. And that's why, uh, yes, this is such a gem of a letter on so many levels. And you know what? I was thinking this was perfect for the first time appearance on our show. Listen, he's a longtime friend of mine. He's worked in Star Trek. Well, he was a colleague at Star Trek.com, the original Star Trek.com. Uh, but he's worked with home video. He's worked in licensing over the years, Star Trek. He still works in the industry. And I am so tickled to finally have on the Trek Files my good friend, Tim Gaskell. Tim, welcome in. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for the introduction. And uh, I look forward to, you know, looking back here and <laughs> doing some revision. No, we're not going to do revisionist history, but we're just going to go over some history here. Yeah. Well, the thing is, this is 1968 and neither one of us were earning a paycheck from Star Trek no, uh, at yet. that time. But we were fan. We were, if not fans in the 60s, we were fans most of our lives, but we knew of the <laughs> 60s from all the great material and read. But, and, and what's even weirder is we know of Leonard Majlis, um, who was Gene Roddenberry's attorney slash agent in some ways. Uh, we know of his notorious um, resume. He was, he was basically the good cop, the bad cop to Gene's good cop. Um, but this is the 60s. And if we read this letter, we've got a kid um, who's been called out for basically uh, selling prints from the clip, the little film clips that you could get from mm-hmm. Link Enterprises back then. Yeah, it was a 16 millimeter uh, film clips. Yeah, or the, 
Yeah. That you, that you could buy. The little strips. Yeah. So, so he's, he's, he's doing his, you know, and this is early in the show and it's the 60s. He's basically doing the pioneering work of pushing the envelope of what the fan hunger is going to get to when it crosses a legal line. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, also, let's look back for a second and just think, you know, back, back at the time when Star Trek first aired, uh, this is like, by this time, this letter came out, it's like we're in the third season, I think. But yeah, um, the... They, you know what? They've just had the they've just had the Save Star Trek campaign, and they're waiting on the third mm. season. There, you, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So, the reason I I feel one of the hooks that got people into Star is, and this is what got me into it. I grew up with a black and white TV for my first six years of my life, or whatever. And I went over to a neighbor's house, and they were watching Star Trek um, Arena, and. I saw the colors for the first time, and I was uh -huh. absolutely blown away. You know, I thought, okay, this is like a movie. You can, you can actually get this on your TV. This is amazing. <laughs> so from that point, I was absolutely hooked. I, I couldn't take my eye off it. You know, then I, you know, st started watching kind of sports on TV and stuff because of all the lush greenery and, you know, I was yeah. just, and then we finally got a Magnavox TV so I could watch it at home, so. But I see, you know, th this is how th this is how people like this this uh, person, Mary Lou, got into Star Trek. I think is you know not not the sh obviously the show and the the intelligence behind the show, the acting, the characters, uh, the adventures, and everything. That's the key. Yeah. But also, you know, the what the other hook was. You know, if you looked at a lot of the other shows at the time. The other book was this show was saying something that other shows weren't, weren't really, really doing. They were just giving you an hour of entertainment, uh, but they didn't really have anything below the surface other than, you know, um, have gun will travel, you know, or, <laughs> or yeah. uh, you know, wild, wild west. You know, that was the good, it was a good, it was, that was kind of a, a Western sci-fi, but which I, I kind of watched it similar times. Right. You know, because I liked those. I liked that idea that it was breaking the the barrier of westerns, having grown up on traditional westerns. Yeah. You know, well, it was. It gets to that, whenever there's a fad, you get to that point, and same way with the guest smart with the spy shows. You get to that yeah. point in time where you've got to start having the twists because the mainstream uh, genre has been, worn out. Been done. They yeah, got to find exactly. new new ways to do it, right? Exactly. And yeah, whether you're spoofing Bond or you're spoofing John Wayne or whatever. Um, you know, but here's, uh, here's the thing with Star Trek is that, um, the, the base kind of grew all, it was kind of organic. It kind of grew instantly and we didn't have the ways to connect that we do now. So people had to write letters like Mary Lou did here. Uh, people had to write, they wrote letters to Paramount. They wrote letters to the actors, um, <clears throat> you know, with questions, with fan, fan letter, you know, basic fan letters. Um, and that was the start. That was really the start of probably TV show fandom when you think about it. Well, don't you think, and I, I mean, I've said this all over and over again, but I love going back to all the way to 68. Don't you think that part of why Star Trek's been around 60 years and it's one thing to say, oh, it's popular and oh, it broke the mold. But it really, I, I say that it made the need for the internet before there was internet. People, there was so much passion and hunger that had not been seen before that for 10 or 20 years with the well committee and just general networking mm -hmm. 
we had yep. the internet with paper and stamps. It's like, we need this and it's not invented yet. You know, I was like, yeah. what are we going to yeah. do before it's invented? And finally we get yeah. to that point. And this is a kid that he's trying to, you know, before people would audio record on cassette tapes shows because we didn't have, you know, there was no way to have right. to own yeah. your media. I mean, Star Trek is, and a lot of times that, that, that crosses, when Star Trek is the tip of the spear, like, and you'll it, remember this, I think, in the 90s. When websites were coming a big deal, it was a big thing in the beginning to f the very first times people could make film clips. I mean, like images, yeah. still images, right. frame grabs. Yeah. Yeah. And for a while, it was almost like the guy with the, or the gal with the biggest, the most uh, film, film images, you know, frame grabs on their website was the top dog. And then at one point that was seen as, you know, copyright violation. And the attorneys, the studio attorneys sent letters to everybody and everybody on in the web said, no, don't send those letters because there's, you know, it's like the, the attorneys are the last ones to get the message. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they, and they yeah, yeah. you know, but it, and within three or four years, it was no big deal. Right. But at the yeah. at the moment, it's like Star. It took Star Trek and the passion that it creates to push an envelope into the next into the next realm, and that's what this kid's doing yeah. in '68. Yeah, and I, and I know you've witnessed a lot of those in your oh time. Oh my god! Yeah, but going back to your point though, uh, basically when I was starting on like with StarTrek.com, and I had internet experience kind of before that, I was an early adapter adopter. Um, one of the things that drove the internet was Star Trek mm -hmm. and all the, the chat groups, you know, because then they could find, they could finally connect virtually and it just changed everything. And that, that actually the, fueled the, the, the sale of modems, you know, dial up modems, computers, everything. It really, really drove a lot of that. And to every, that was, that was a key thing back then. And I was working for the Star Trek fan club in the UK when the yes. internet came out. And I went to my, I went to the head of the company, and I said, "Look, here's the deal. The next big thing is going to be called the internet." He's like, "What's that?" Okay, I said, "Well, you get a modem, and you plug it into your computer, and you plug it into your phone line. You disconnect your phone, and you plug it into your phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you Mom, dial up I need the you... phone to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you can you can write to other people." You can subscribe to bulletin boards and things, and you can see what other people are saying. And I said, I tell you, this this is going to be without postage. Be you have to pay for a modem, and you right. have to pay yeah. for you know ten bucks a month. But then after yeah. that, yeah. you don't have to pay for stamps or or typewriter ribbons or paper or anything. Or trips to the post office. You yes. know, you're yeah. You can do it all at home, and and it's a lot here. faster. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Especially now. Especially, uh, yeah. but yeah. So the thing, but the, the other thing is, wait, no, wait, 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 when you went to your yeah. boss, what did he say? Oh, he, he, we didn't, we didn't do it right away. He was like, I, I, and this is what I said. I said, I was in the UK and I said, um, I think, okay, the modem costs about 90 pounds and you know, I'll install it and I'll do all that and everything. He's like, mm, you know, 90 pounds. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's take a pass on that for now. I was like, okay. But eventually, so, but. Uh, further down the line, not that much further because it didn't last too long, but uh, further down the line, we we started a plan to do a, with the fan club, a mm -hmm. whole kind of thing behind the kind of the wall where you would get extra content and everything. Right. Uh, that was with the fan club. We also started doing something like that, as you remember, with StarTrek.com.
Yeah. But so the point was at the time you, and this was what, late 90s, right? Mid 90s, late 90s. Oh, yeah. This is mid for me. That, that was 96, I think. He didn't recoil in horror, like, oh my God, this is going to put us out of business. It was all like, we no. don't need it. And then the next phase was, oh, we can use it as a tool, as an adjunct. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And then just like everything, and then within five years, it's like, oh, no one's reading paper anymore. They're all online. <laughs> right. And it grew, it, you know, grew exponentially. It was crazy how, and the, you know, one year, nobody knew what, knew what email was. The next year, everybody was talking about it. And the year after that, everybody had an email address. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we, did go, we did go down that route eventually, but just it, it took a while to get people on board with the whole concept. And, you know, but, but and the thing is, the part of the pitch was like, look, this is right out of Star Trek. You know, you can, mm -hmm. I said, you can, you, you'll be able to act, you can access like university, university archives and, you know, things like library archive. You, you can get stuff like, you know, like the computer on Star Trek. You just, you know, it was a game changer. Yeah. Also, the other thing, the other thing about the internet, what, what it was is, um, as you mentioned, clips and everything. Um, earlier on when you first started getting clips you you could only get like a little um and i should just say because this confuses people now yeah. i grew up watching johnny carson when they'd say well they'd say roll the clip but film clips and fandom mm -hmm. were yep. still image they were clips of the film stock right and the way lincoln yep. would cut up uh, gene and major would cut up like three frames in a strip and everybody yep. would get those and trade it because we had no disposable. You couldn't do a frame grab then. A frame grab was a revelation <laughs> later. And yep. that was the yep. currency. If you were going to research the Romulan neutral zone map or you just wanted a cool shot of Kirk smiling, you know, <laughs> that's in Lincoln sold those. So when I say clips yep. and when you say clip, that's what we're talking about. Still images. Still images. Yeah. yeah. And then um, when, you, when you started getting into the early days of moving images through the Internet, that was... That was another thing, but just going back, like maybe, okay, maybe a year or two prior to when I started with the fan club in the UK, I was with Paramount Home Video doing, you know, working on Star Trek on Home Video. And I remember one of our technical guys came in one day and he told me, he said, look, you know, these movies, you know, this is great selling them, but I'm, I'm telling you one day these are going to come down your phone line. And I laughed. I was like, Get out of here. Well, it's phone line. How? You know, I understand audio can travel, but not video. Get out of here. He goes, oh, no, it's going to happen. And then like a year after that, I went to a demonstration about uh, DVDs. And um, then they talked about Blu-ray. And DVD was only just established. And they started talking about the next iteration, Blu-ray. And I was like, oh, that sounds ridiculous. It's, you know. So I get, I, get, I get it when people are kind of, don't mm -hmm. understand the future. We we all there, there's we all probably have something that we've come up against where we say I I don't get this. You know, uh, my wife yeah. always says technology hates me because she updates her phone and the iOS changes and she has to ask me <laughs> how to put it out. You know, yeah. Um, some people it just it, it just doesn't. But but the thing is, everything's getting easier because you can do voice commands to your phone. Just like on right. Star Trek. Just like Roberta Lincoln and uh, Gary Seven. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that, that was the thing. That's another discussion probably where, you know, you talk about Star Trek, things that appeared on Star Trek that appeared in real life. One of our many so. discussions. Well, you know, there's, there's another aspect to this letter. And I do want to say, because mm -hmm. I knew yep. you, were, you were in our bullpen, and I wanted to talk about this whole, this whole 
sensitive, you know, the pushback between mm, fan yeah, passion yeah. and when something is... It's like, you remember, it's funny, I grew up, I said Johnny Carson, remember when somebody would, would come on as a guest and they'd have <laughs> a special or whatever on another, and they would always say, they wouldn't just say, oh, he's having a special on, and they were NBC, he's uh, got a CBS <laughs> special, they'd always say, on another network, right, because of yeah, the kind of yeah. genteel, yeah, like, we can't... Yeah, you didn't want to give him promotion. Right, right, promote we're going to yeah, promote yeah, yeah. him, not the other network. So and, they get the ratings, yeah. No. And uh, I remember when we would, you know, there was a time when I was doing the mag, the American magazine, and we mm -hmm. would want we wanted to talk about Patrick Stewart being in the mutant, being in the X Men, and mm -hmm. we couldn't okay. because that was a Marvel, <laughs> that was another right. studio's thing, and so for about a year mm -hmm. or two that, I, and then all of a sudden everything changed because the internet kind of dropped all the walls. Yeah, you know, it's it, like it, then you yeah. risk being left out. So. Yeah, it, it really, really did. Um, but also going back to the point of, you know, the, the fans coming to us, you know, was I was in licensing at Paramount as well. And, you know, I was there during the whole, what started as, you, you know, when, when people, when video equipment got personalized and you could shoot things and make movies, people, you know, without mm -hmm. having to run film stock, you could do it on video. People started getting the idea, hey, we can do fan episodes. Oh yeah, and and the whole that was the whole thing with you know the the the, the big question was okay at Paramount it kind of was the initial thing was like uh, if you do that don't tell us don't come to us we don't want to know about it keep it to yourselves we love the <laughs> promotion but we can never say that in public we cannot yeah absolutely. And, you, you know, it, it's weird because it kind of grew and grew as far as what was allowed. I think eventually it almost came down to Paramount kind of giving them the green light virtually. So Well, they, yeah, they were. Well, that's a whole talk about other sagas to get into. Yeah, that's a whole saga. other. That's a 20 year saga with yeah. its own history. But the I do want to say that we did look at this. I also love the Nemoyan Fellowship because everybody was in a race yes. to come up with um, their yeah. own <laughs> club name, like con names. Right. This yeah, was yeah. a letter that we looked at in season two of our show here, The Trek Files. But hey, I wanted mm. to get it, get it through your perspective um, with that with that dynamic there, that little creative tension going on. And just one last thing to say was yep. it's amazing to to see Leonard Majus's reply to this. For one thing, it's a fan who is wanting mm. to do the real thing. He's not going, no, I'm going to sue your butt. I'm going to, you know, he's like, OK, well, gosh, I'm just a kid. I'm just right. a fan. I say I say it's a she. Sorry. They're yeah, saying, sure. well, um, yeah. you know, and he, but he's being halfway kind. And, you know, Leonard Majors yeah. has this re amazing reputation for being Gene Roddenberry's bulldog attorney and mm -hmm. famously interfering with the first two years of Next Generation's writers in defense mm -hmm. of Gene, in supposedly sure. looking out for Gene. So. Yep. But uh, this is an amazing little reply where he's almost like a nice guy talking to this little girl. Oh, young yeah, girl. Very truly yours. Yeah. No, he just basically says, yeah. Um, that uh, Pays he kind of comes, he kind of sounds like he's coming on hard and strong at the beginning. Whereas, first of all, I must disagree with you. And what he's disagreeing with is her typing skills. He said, <laughs> "No, you actually are a pretty good typist." So, because um, she's she's very uh, kind of. Um, oh, he's kind of patting her on the head there. Yeah, yeah. She didn't think she she mentioned that she couldn't type. But anyway, and he said, "I appreciate your explanation regarding the film clips." Um, he didn't want to. He didn't want her to lose money that she'd spent on this stuff. You know, um, the stuff that they got from the Trimbles, and you know. But uh, 
he's basically saying, you know, don't uh, don't go on selling these things. You know, well, just keep. I'm struck keep by the fact yourself. that if it's yeah, if it's much past. I, I, this is about the la- first and last time I think anybody in the office is like that, especially privately, because he's not on the Desi Lu payroll, he's on Gene's payroll. Mm, it's sure, going to yeah. offer to reimburse her what she was, <laughs> her, mm-hmm. you know, her uh, drugstore developing costs. Well, listen, yeah. Um, yeah. Tim, this has been a this has been a ton of fun to have him yeah, yeah. talk about these days and that thing. Listen, we, yeah. uh, you know, we're out of time today, but I would love uh, down the road if you'd come back and uh, join us and we'll Absolutely. tackle another one of these. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to it. Yeah, I Thank feel like you. we just we just barely got started. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have so much history. We could we could we could be here for several days straight without yep. a break. But you say you say history and people think dusty boxes of documents, which we start with. <laughs> but it's all right. still relevant today. I just love telling people, you know, the young yep. folks today that uh, <laughs> that that same feeling has been around forever. Thanks to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. We will see you later down the road then. Okay. Promise? No, promise. Okay. Okay. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment and all of our documents, plus your chance to comment, are available at facebook.com slash the Trek Files. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. Okay, yes, that's me, at LarryNimacek.com. And you can also link in there for all the new Trek Files swag and shirts at our Public shop, too. Trek well, everybody. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.